Hey, everybody. Welcome to Becoming Legendary, a podcast from Vitality, where we get the opportunity to talk to people from all walks of life about their personal journeys towards becoming legend. So on this week's show, the roles were reversed. We had a couple of Vitality students come on to ask Erica and myself questions. This is a really special opportunity for Erica and I to get to speak in a, in a longer form about some topics that are really important to us. And depending on what you guys think, we may do this a couple of times a year. So if, if this is an episode that you really enjoy, let us know and we'll work a couple of these in a year. Without further ado, let's get to Becoming Legendary with Erica and Patrick. Thank you for joining us today on Becoming Legendary. My name is Raina. And I'm Andrew. We are members of Vitality Yoga Studio, and we have an exciting podcast today with the owners of and founders of Vitality Yoga, Patrick and Erica. So we decided instead of hearing about other people's legendary journeys, we're going to we're going to go to the, the people that made this all happen. And Erica and Patrick are right here with us. We're going to get in some questions with them. Hey, guys. Hi. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for interviewing us yeah. today. Super exciting. Thank little, you for the little. opportunity. <laughs> so, <laughs> fire away. All right. Fire away. So, Patrick, I know a lot of your podcasts, you start off with, tell us about your typical day or run us through your typical day. And I'm going to have Erica do the same. So we kind of have a feeling of, or a sense of what you two do yeah. to start off the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my days, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. All right. <laughs> uh, some of our days are similar since we live together. Um, usually around 530. Okay. When our Jack Russell decides that she'd like mm-hmm. to be let out of her crate to go to the bathroom, <laughs> she barks and yaps, and then I'm the one that gets up and so you don't need an alarm free. clock. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, I have to say we have this new, like my favorite new gadget. I'm Ooh. not much of a gadget person, but Patrick, of course, found it, uh, and it's an app that turns your lights on. Wow. For you at like whatever time. It's basically like a light alarm clock. So they go off at 5.15 and then usually by 5.30 my brain's kind of like registering that like there's full light. on lights or it kind so of. So like dim or oh, okay. style where it yeah. slowly goes up. So it's like a really gentle way to Wake up. <laughs> stimulate your brain while you're, yeah, you don't yeah. even realize. It's not like the beeping alarm that goes off. Yeah. Um, and in the winter, it was so helpful because it's dark mm-hmm. until 7.30. You already have to be up for two and a half hours. So yeah. that's like my favorite thing. So the lights kind of are already going up. And then, I don't know, maybe Lex knows that the lights are going up in the other room. Um, so yeah, usually around 5.30. 
And then... This is the longest time until 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. So it's like, well, this dog <laughs> might sleep till noon if the lights were coming <laughs> <No>. on. <right? laughs> uh, my mornings are not that interesting. Feeding the pets, getting everyone, like, the kids, getting everybody situated. Uh, hopefully I have some time to sit for 10 or 15 minutes to do some breathing or meditation. Now, do you do that before you start feeding... The kids, basically? No. Okay. Because they're... After. They're yeah. ready. They're ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that way they'll leave okay. me alone mm-hmm. if yes. they're fed. Got it. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, do a little me time and get ready and usually head to the studio. Okay. So it goes by quickly. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. that it goes by so quickly, but... Every morning I'm flying off the door. I know. They're like, wait, where did my 15 yeah. minutes go? How did I spend two and a half hours already? Yes. <laughs> All right. So I I um, let Erica get up first and handle all of the <laughs> responsibilities of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend like I can't hear the yeah. dog. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, so those lights don't wake you up? Those are your dogs. Pillow over the head is his magic. Okay. Yeah, I, I tend to sleep with a pillow over my head. Prevents <laughs> prevents any light leak. <laughs> um, one of the first things I do every morning, I'm trying to break, I've, I've actually broken this habit, but it took me a long time to break the habit of the first thing I do would get on and check Instagram. Um, so there's been a conscious effort on my part to really get away from that. Uh, I still do get up. One of the first things I check is how the quality of my sleep was. So I look at my aura ring and just get the the actual biometric feedback from how my previous evening was. Um, and then I just kind of note what I had done and how I had, had approached the pre-bedtime ritual. Okay. Um, sleep recovery is a really important thing for me. So that is one of my primary focuses of 2018. Um, and then I'm usually here by seven for private one-on-one sessions. Um, I do those four days a week right now and then off and running into the day. (laughs) All right. So speaking of your night ritual, um, what does that look like then? Yeah. So... I try to remember two hours before bed to go to my red lens or my orange lens glasses. Um, so I avoid blue light. I really try to avoid any, any computer interaction time. There are some days when I tell myself it's impossible. Um, <laughs> yeah. even if it's, right? Priorities and, and how we organize things. But my, my real goal is to not touch a computer screen two hours before bed and to really avoid any type of blue light because it'll right. significantly affect how I... Because that's the stimulation part of it, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And how about your evening ritual? Do you have one? I've gotten in a pretty good routine of going to bed around 10. Um, and it's been like a slow progression for me from my like restaurant days. And I think back and laugh cause I remember, you know, years ago thinking going to bed by midnight was like getting to bed yeah. early. Yeah. <laughs> so now 10 o'clock, I mean, by nine ish, I'm like, 
what time is it? Is it time can I go to bed yet? Yeah. But yeah, by 10 is good. And I feel like I get enough sleep. 10 to 5.30 is a pretty good routine. Um, I don't have any like must must do's before bed for sure. I do not like to be on the computer uh, before going to bed. And sometimes it just happens. Yeah. Also, I get a strange amount of energy before bed. <laughs> that's like my writing inspiration sometimes happens and like creativity pops up and like no 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 you gotta wind down start going to bed so I don't have any must do before bed I mean I guess a shower I always I notice okay. a huge yeah. difference in my sleep so right. that was a for sure every night routine shower before bed now is like, it a cold shower or a hot shower <laughs> no way <laughs> she, like, I am yeah. I am not participating in the cold <laughs> I had to. Ask. It's been popular yes. right now, but I okay. like a nice, warm, cozy, relaxing shower. I just feel like it washes off the day. The day yeah. And and uh, yogis are big on clean feet. Just you know, bottoms of your feet are the most receptive. And walking around the studio all day, it just feels really good to just yes clean off, go to bed fresh. So okay. Yeah. So uh, I had a question. You you brought up the aura ring, and I've talked to you about this a little bit before. But can you tell us a little bit about it? Because I'm, yeah. I'm curious. I'm actually it's something I'm interested in. And uh, yeah. yeah. So good good news for you. The aura, <laughs> aura ring is releasing a new, less goofy looking ring <laughs> in April. Yeah. Um, looks like a normal ring, which will be which will be a nice um, advantage. Has some extra battery length and some fun things, but. So the Aura Ring is my favorite fitness tracker, um, wellness tracker. There's a lot of different devices. I've tried a lot of different devices. The, the thing that I really like about it is it's very minimal in that it's just a ring. Um, it doesn't have screens that I interact with, which is nice because I'm not constantly um, addicted to it to checking in on it. Yeah. Um, and then it, ge- it gives... The, a sleep quality reading that's that's really valuable and unprecedented in, in how how accurate it is. So it's ninety five percent research grade, um, and it will tell you how much time and what time you spent in your different sleep cycles: your light sleep, your REM sleep, and your deep sleep. And and on top of that, it also takes your your heart rate, your heart rate variability and your body temperature each night. So it just gives you these really valuable pieces of, of data um, that for me have I've been able to move the needle. So it's, it's a yeah. fitness tracker that for me has actually moved the needle. Um, I haven't found that in, in my other explorations into fitness tracking. Right. No. no, I just want to bring that up now because yeah. you just mentioned it and I just thought you had like a cool name like maybe she bought you a nice ring for yeah. for Christmas. That, <laughs> the like, ring gets yeah, a lot yeah. of questions. Most like, yeah, commented yeah. thing that I have ever had in my life. I was like, I'll just get a little ring no one'll yeah, notice, it'll be yeah, great. You can't even bend your finger. <laughs> so So I guess I'd like to jump into a little bit of your past, but then coming up to like the the vibration. Yeah. Uh, you know how how that came about, but yeah, I know a lot of your history, like both your histories, just talking to you and being in the studio and being a member for this song. Yeah, it's, uh, 
you know, but to skip, you know, I guess. Your, How was vitality <laughs> created? Yeah. Like yeah. who went up to, did, did you go up to Eric and say, Hey, I have this great idea. Or did you go up to Patrick and say, I think, you vibrating think? really hard <laughs> would be nice, you know. Like, tell us a little bit about how this, yeah. this I think it's interesting about. because, like, all things, everybody has a different perspective. So, like, Erica's opinion, I think, is that this was all me. And my opinion is that it was, like, so much of Erica that made this happen. So, <laughs> just, like, everything. Do you want to you give your version of the story? Yes. <laughs> my side of okay. the truth. <laughs> Yeah, it was very, like, all right, so in my head, it was very, uh, Patrick, uh, we kind of met and we were, I think I brought a little yoga to Patrick and he showed me the vibration played and I thought, oh, that's cool and weird and (laughs) like most people's comments. Uh, this is unique. And then... He definitely was like, I have this crazy idea. What do you think about combining these two things? And uh, I was really, I get the skeptic side of of people's questioning when they're first learning about what we're doing because, uh, and for me, like I learned kind of purist yoga. And so I was seeing all these, you know, trends and yoga with weights and all of these things. Mm -hmm. And I was frustrating for me because I was like this is not yoga um so when he (laughs) brought the idea to me I was like this is not yoga (laughs) yeah we're gonna lose everything (laughs) (laughs) but it was really so I just kind of reset my frame of mind and decided to try it and I spent a couple weeks just playing on the plate and I noticed so I'd been practicing yoga for I don't know 10 years at that point uh and had never, my hamstrings are just chronically tight. Like that's part of me. I think maybe some of the scoliosis, right? The whole back yeah. of my body is just really tight. I've never been able to get my heels down in yoga. And I accepted like that's not important, which it's not. But I just, that was my limitation. And after like four times of practicing on the plate, I was just in a class and my heels were on the floor, like no problem. Didn't even realize until I was looking back at my feet and uh, <laughs> yeah. wow, there's something to this yeah. technology. I don't know what's happening at that point. It was still really new to me. Right. Um, but I felt that incredibly fast shift in my body. Um, and then, so then I was a little more open and I was like, tell me more about what this is and what's going on. And then hearing how it had made him feel so much better. And, uh, really that was my thing then was like, okay, but if we do this, we have to have yoga classes <laughs> and then vibration <laughs> classes. Um, and but, then a little bit of both. Yeah. And, was and he I feel like to, to that or I mean, was he open to being a fitness yoga type of like hybrid <laughs> or was it more like I want a fitness center and you want a yoga center and we'll compromise. I think we made a pretty good blend. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not the business savvy person and Patrick is. Um, and so I think we just kind of bring both of those sides into it and it's balanced itself out really well. So, Before you met, you were doing yoga and you were doing vibration. And then once you met and stuff, you introduced Patrick to yoga or were you already doing yoga also? I think I had done a few yoga classes. Okay. Um, 
at really gentle and restorative classes are more what I'm drawn to. And, and at that point, I, my physical limitations were pretty still intense. Um, so yeah, I think it was, I, I kind of experienced some yoga. Erica did some yoga with me, taught me my first real down dog. <laughs> He's improved uh, a lot. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I actually, the improvement thing, it's what first drew Erica. Like she saw the vibration as a way to, to better people's yoga practice to really quickly advance people's yoga practice. And it's something that I think gets a little bit swept under the rug here. Um, we just had it. We just had a teacher come in and do a class for, for all of the, all the teachers at Vitality. And she was just looking at my forward fold and fairly blown away by the progression that I'd made since she first saw me practice. And when I look at our, our student base, um, and I compare it to student bases at other facilities, it's really impressive. The, the, Mm -hmm. the fact, the strength, um, of the practice from the students here is really remarkable. Um, and I'm just blown away every day at how how quickly people advance and how everybody t- just continually progresses forward. And I, right. I think that's attributed to both the community, which is a community of really incredible people that are, have this motivation, and also the fact that vibration plates just change the way you're, you're, you work bio, biochemically and, and physically. Right. No, I, I totally agree. It's definitely... I've been to yoga classes and then I came to a yoga class on the vibration plate and it did something for me where it was a mental, physical, like just this workout that was able to hit all these aspects versus just physical and then going home. Like it did something to my spine and brain where I'm like, I don't know what it is, but it feels great. And then that just kept like, I had to come back. (laughs) And so, yeah, that's great. And, and I, and my experience is I have a lot of people, new students that'll be next to me and think and ask me like, what is your opinion on the vibration plate? And I, and you know, I, I see the, the statistics or the studies that you guys have posted. It's four times them, but all I can say is like, I've never seen results like I've seen on the vibration plate. And if I guess if I had done the same workout for the last year without it, I could maybe be a comparison, but I mean, as far as that, I, I haven't, you know, I think it's, it's like, it's, it opens you up. It does so many incredible things for you. And it's, and it's, it, it's a, actually saves you a lot of time to get you to that point, right? Yeah. So, I mean, not that it's, you know, looking for a shortcut or easy, you know, uh, you know, but it's, it kind of is in that respect. Yeah. On two levels, right? It's also not necessarily, you can't get all of the benefits of, of a extended yoga practice in a, in a 15 minute time frame, right? There's some mental benefits that just, you can't compact. But you can leave a 15-minute class and feel really good, Mm -hmm. and you can have saved an hour of your day, 
And you can then utilize that hour of the day to be productive in other ways. Mm-hmm. So you can like shorten the time frame that you that you spent on a physical exertion in a day. And you can still develop the like quickness of the longevity of the practice. So you can improve your practice in this really quick yeah. time frame too. It's it's unique. Yeah. So 15 minutes, what's how do we come up with 15 minutes? Yeah. So the 15 minute um, thing it's it's a question that comes up a lot. And yeah. it's interesting because um, I think there, the skepticism that we kind of touched on comes from that, right? Nothing that's good for you can be done in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. It sounds too easy. Um, 15 minutes is really the minimum effective dose um, that you get. The, the, so the minimum amount of time you can spend to get the maximum amount of benefit. So if you look at the benefits of whole body vibration, in, it's on a U-shaped curve. So where the middle of that U is, it's certainly arguable, but we know after four and a half to five hours of continuous vibration, there's a, there's a negative effect on the body. Um, so if, if they do, they do studies on whole body vibration because truck drivers receive vibration frequencies on those long durations. So, um, that's where most of the studies on whole body vibration are done on the detrimental side. And they've shown that after four and a half to five hours of, of constant frequency vibration, there is a negative effect. And if you think about if your spine's going up and down 30 times a second for yeah. four and a half hours, um, that it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be great for you. Um, but, it, but condensing down to that 15 minute time, your body goes through a full lymphatic cycle in that amount of time. So that's one of the biggest things that we, that we really believe in. Cause we look at exercise differently than most places do. Um, we view exercise as a physical reward and not a punishment. And that's, we go back to that and go back to that and we go back to that. So, if we view, if we're viewing, if we're doing physical movement as a reward, then how how can we how can we give ourselves the maximum amount of reward with the least amount of punishment for our body? And that's what it is. It's 15 minutes full lymphatic cycle, so you get a, a really a reflush of the detox system of the body. Your right. body feels really good. Feels that's why you feel really light and effervescent after class. Mm-hmm. That and the growth hormone. So there's another. 430 to 460% increase in growth hormone. And that happens after your 15 minutes as well. So if you do a 30 minute, like let's say you do two classes. Yep. So your lymphatic systems. Double cycle. Double cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, so if you think about, that's why 15 minutes is important. And I think that speaks to the point is double cycling, double cycling something doesn't doesn't necessarily that's not necessarily beneficial right Right. so you're repeating a cycle that you've already created which means the efficiency of what your body's doing is inherently is inherently downgraded because you're repeating something that's already been done that's already that you've already done the necessary work so 15 minutes is the minimum effective dose because you get those maximum benefits and you're not using any excess bio biomechanical energy to repeat repeats processes that have already been done Okay. Yeah. So, so you don't you're you're really not doing trying to do repetitive motions during that. You're trying to kind of hit everything in that 15 minutes. And I've I've noticed yeah. that in the class. I mean, you have to come take the class to, yeah. to really see that. But it it's that makes sense now that why you're not going back and because I've had yoga classes where it's you're going the same motion over and over and adding a right. you know adding something in every time right. and, you know the flow or whatever. But yeah. 
but I can see now why yeah why you kind of move it around yeah yeah <laughs> while we're doing things that are real yes. seem really strange but it's it's uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's there's some here kind of the method body. to the madness <laughs> yeah I'm like what's he gonna why are we sticking our leg out in front of the <laughs> yeah so well so speaking of like um being after a certain amount of time, like four or five hours in a truck, it's detrimental. And so a question that um, would be great at this point is what would you say people have a misconception about? What do they think that is good for them, but in actuality is bad or harmful for them? Yeah. So many things. You want to start? <laughs> all right. Let's hear it. <laughs> and it's not a bash on other. No, no, not at just, all. just in yeah. general. Yeah. Right. There's just a lot of misinformation yeah. out there. A, yeah. And it's not just working out either. It's yeah. just Diet, in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so many that. things that have been pushed for uh, one reason or another by a company, by a, you know, some conglomeration that yeah. has a mission that we don't know about. And so right. we just start, you know, everyone starts hearing about do this, do this, do this. And it's like the telephone game right it kind yeah. of gets skewed and no one knows why they're doing mm-hmm. it but that's now what they believe um so <laughs> there's a, a long list of things we could hit on um and it's all opinion too okay uh, to some to some extent because uh, we don't want to be over opinionated or over harsh um but i mean we touched on this a little bit and it's the pushing your body. Uh, my biggest thing is running. <laughs> we have so many people that come in that are here because they need to heal so that they can start running again. Right? They got injured running and then they want to get back on. So fix me so right. I can injure myself again. Yeah. And it's 100%. It's not like, okay, we fixed the problem and now you can run for the next 10 years and you're going to feel awesome. And that over the the beating up to think that you're doing something good for yourself. People with autoimmune stuff that come in and they're like, I want to take fit vibes where you're lifting weights and you're doing squats and you're, you know, really taxing your body when your body's already at its like something's broken in the body. You need to fix that, not just keep tearing it down. It's already stressed in one aspect. Right. Yeah. So I think that's the big misconception is that, you know, and whether it's being slightly overweight, you want to lose weight, whether it's mm-hmm. feeling down. So you want to try to like, you know, that must mean I need to work out. So I'll give myself more energy yeah. or, running, uh, knee problems that they want to fix with yoga so they can get back to running. It's all of these, these things are really taxing on our bodies that we've been told are what we need to do to get the results that we want. And there's a big resistance when we're like, come to renew vibe for a month, right? Come to those really relaxing classes and the vibration moving your lymphatic system. That's how Patrick, that was his big shift was no energy output. Just stand on the plate, right? Move your lymphatic system, then go lay down, right? Like, and then the body gets to detox, but you're not having to go on an hour and a half walk or you're not going on the treadmill or, you know, these things that, yeah, it's just kind of common, quote, knowledge that these things are good for you. But really, it's just tearing the body down. 
Um, and then people get more frustrated because mm-hmm. they're like, I felt terrible mm-hmm. now after I worked out. So I got to take a month off. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, one of our students was doing that at hot yoga all the time. She's like, Oh, I thought that was normal. I would yeah. go three times and then I'd have to take a month off because then yeah, I felt so tour. terrible. Yeah. And then I would go three times and then no, you should always feel better yeah. from exercise. Yes. Reward, not a punishment. Yes. We actually, I think this is a really important thing that we've kind of gotten away from because it's five years old now. But when we first, when we first initially tested this concept, we, we had five different women that we put through, through different programs. And one of them ended up losing, I think, 20 inches of total circumference off her body in like 30 pounds or something in 30 days. Mm-hmm. She only took renewed five classes, zero physical challenge. And we try to let that idea sink in, right? The, the thought of, I want to lose weight. So I need to beat myself up is completely the wrong mentality. Um, and it's, it's pr- probably the big, I think the biggest overarching thing is it doesn't matter what you do. The, the most important thing is that you develop a program that you can stick to because the best program for you is going to be the program you can stick to. So if anything right. you're doing, create something that you can't see yourself continually doing, it's the wrong program. You need to make adjustments so that you can find something that you can do until you're 105 years old. What you're doing is a physical form of movement you should plan on doing until you're 105 years old. So if you can't see yourself doing what you're currently doing is physical movement at 105, readjust because you want to be able to do what you're doing at 105 years old. Right. So I think that's probably the biggest one. That's the magic number. Right. I don't think I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about 105, but I mean, I'll push yeah. through the 70s and the 80s. The other thing that I think is super important, um, and we literally, unfortunately, I think this list is probably days worth of conversation, but I think we hit on the top, the top most important ones. The other one that I think is super important is counting calories and not eating fat. Um, I don't, I've in five years of, of vitality, we've interacted with a lot of people and we have a lot of people who have autoimmune issues that come in. I don't know if it's specifically because we, we have a really interesting autoimmune story here, or if it's just that the, the general populace has so much autoimmune issues that we just interact with a normal amount. But we, I get to talk to a lot of people with autoimmune issues and I've, I don't think I've ever talked to anyone ever who has an autoimmune issue who didn't at one time have a no fat or extremely low fat portion of the diet. And I think there's a direct correlation between the two. I, I know when I first got sick, I went to a zero fat diet. And I think that's a huge contribution of how I, how I ended up really, really sick. So I think eliminating fat from your diet, and that doesn't mean, um, McDonald's French fries. That means healthy fats that are, that are really nurturing to the body and then counting calories because the, the science is a hundred percent clear. There's zero doubt about it. The, the weight loss by restricting calories 100% all the time creates an exponential regain of weight after you return to a normal amount of calorie consumption. So if your plan is to reduce calories to lose weight, the results are will always be temporary because the moment you return to a normalized amount of calorie intake, your weight gain is exponentially increased. I think those if we could if we could fix those problems, the world would be amazing. 
Healthier. Yeah. Think most people get into those diets wanting a quick yeah. weight loss, um, you know, yeah. solution and not really understanding that yeah. it's not long term, right? So. so then let's talk about diet and how it used to be like you want to eat every three hours so yeah. you don't shut your metabolism yeah. down and you don't lose muscle mass. To now, it's intermittent fasting. Yeah. You're going 12 to 15 hours. Yeah. And so when I read studies or I'm, I'm looking at this, I'm left confused. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, how did we shift from that to where we're at now? Yeah. Um, yet both, res- both groups have gotten the results. Mm-hmm. But um, now intermittent fasting is a huge thing. It's everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I was talking to my husband about it and he said, like coming from India, our grandparents actually do that a lot. And it's been happening for hundreds and hundreds of years mm-hmm. with the, like the Ayurveda and fasting and cleaning out your system. So what are your thoughts on, um, intermittent fasting and how it's shifted from having to eat every few hours so your body doesn't go into starvation mode? Yeah. So... It's funny if you if you really trace back that that concept of eating every few hours, it actually comes from the bodybuilding world. Okay. Um, and when you're trying to create a 300 pound body that's three to four percent body fat, uh, it's not natural. Right. And you need to constantly be feeding it. So um, that world, it somehow it really infiltrated the the magazine world and it makes sense, right? There are people that make their living off their physique, Mm -hmm. but they also live a completely unnatural lifestyle. They wake up in the middle of the night every two hours and they eat chicken and they throw it down and then they go back to bed. And (laughs) that's not a normal, that's not a normal existence. It's also not a normal existence to be 300 pounds, right? Like we're, we, it's just not, it's not normal on, on any level. Um, so we have this, we, that's really where that we must eat all the time is okay. now it creates really weak cells. Um, so what happens when, when you're constantly feeding yourself is your cells don't actually go through the division and atrophy that they should. So, um, when you go into, uh, ketosis state or or the state that you would get into by prolonging your fasting, your cells actually receive signals to, to die off. So the weakest cells in our body are signaled to die off and they're gone. They're consumed by healthy cells. They're consumed by white blood cells and recycled into energy. So when you, when you don't kill those off, you just continue to feed these cells that should be dead and you end up with some really poorly functioning in internal mechanisms. So how we got away from that is really interesting. Yeah. Um, why we all thought let's become bodybuilders <laughs> is an interesting thought process, but that's where we are. It's, it's fun to, it's fun to kind of cycle back. And I, we have kind of crossed paths a lot with Dave Asprey, who I, I really think should be credited, you know, him and Rob Wolf were really on the 
cutting edge of talking about intermittent fasting five to six years ago. And I, I really think they should, they deserve more credit than they probably receive. I think, um, so Dave Asprey is the bulletproof coffee guy. Dave Asprey is the bulletproof coffee guy. So he's, he's an interesting guy. He's very salesman. He's, he's a little more salesman than we're really willing to embrace. Right. Um, but he has some really interesting ideas. So if you can kind of just weed through the stuff that might be fringy and that might be pushing ideas that are a little further out there than most people are willing to go. A lot of his stuff is really good and he generally makes some really quality products as well. So Oh yeah. yeah, I need my bulletproof coffee with the uh, oil and yeah. bon. Yeah, that gets me going yeah. in the morning. Yeah, great... <laughs> I'm like, hold on, kids. <laughs> I need my bulletproof coffee. He, he did a great job of, of making people aware of the benefits of fat too. I yeah. mean, he, he really yeah. kind of reintroduced the idea of fat is an okay thing to America. And Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Dave, if you're listening, Dave, thank you. When you listen, thank you. So then on that note, do you, any of you guys do intermittent <clears throat> fasting? Andrew? <laughs> no. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm probably more inclined to stay with, you know, those five meals a day like you, that we were kind of grown up to. Yeah. believe that that yeah. was the way to keep you know the uh, analogy was like or the, you know you had a, a fire and you're throwing one log in every three hours as opposed to just throwing a, a big yeah. uh, stack of logs in once every 12 hours you know what what's going to be more efficient so that was but now it's it's more willpower than just uh, <laughs> than just you know but but I, I I'm curious like do you think the fasting is is has helped you I mean do you, do you feel better than if you're eating a constant you know yeah three or four hours do you want do you want to chat fasting at all <laughs> do you, I mean, fasting's like, hard right I mean so fasting, yeah. yeah I uh, I haven't tried like full on fasting like multiple days fasting. Uh, I don't know that that's, I'm skinny for anyone that may not know me. Yeah, you'll be under um, eight pounds. Yeah, so, and I know my metabolism is really fast, um, but I've noticed, so I've been really focusing my attention on the Ayurvedic practices um, and just like yoga, right? A lot of the new stuff comes from the old stuff. So, uh, it's interesting that you say the fire analogy because the mm -hmm. analogy that kind of stuck with me because I was very much a snacker like all day anytime try to get you know just keep from being hungry um, and I had a lot of blood sugar problems and struggled with energy and brain function and stuff so the analogy that was a little bit different than yours mm -hmm. is like if you're making a soup Right. And you put the ingredients in that you need and then you're stirring the soup and it's starting to cook. Then why would you add more ingredients before the soup's finished? Because those ingredients mm -hmm. then are trying to process. But then the first ingredients are like done and digested and ready to move on. And you just keep adding to this soup that's not going to taste good after a while. So mm -hmm. make your soup, finish it, move on, make the next soup instead mm -hmm. of just constantly adding to that. Um so I just kind of imagine that and 
try to eat a meal and then wait till I'm hungry again to eat the next meal. Um, I've just started playing. Patrick was doing the, I guess that's the intermittent fasting, uh, last meal, like late afternoon and then you're done. And I feel if I eat a big meal around three or four, I feel fine to go to bed and not eat till the next morning around seven or eight. Yeah. So I don't really consider that fasting. Um, I think that's, I mean, like I that's think almost anybody would consider that fasting. I mean, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, 12 yeah, hours without, without food, I think is. Yeah. I feel like that mind. should be the norm. I think my brain is just more like what, before technology, before the convenience of lights and stoves and all of this stuff that we have mm-hmm. at our fingertips at all hours of the day, like it would be normal to eat at dusk and then not eat again yeah. until everyone's kind of up and, you know, yeah. working in the morning. So just going through the night without food should be okay. But I think the problem is that our brains are very active and that brain activity then starts to, you know, then you want to digest more then you want to take in more. So you're snacking at night and then you're just wired the whole, because we're able to keep the lights on because we have computer screens, because we have work to do, all of these things are stimulating us. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we just chilled out and had a cup of tea at -hmm. seven o'clock at night Mm -hmm. and you were just digesting that really big meal that you had at three or four, like it's a very different biological process happening in your body. Right. Right. No, I mean, yeah, you're not, you don't have a gas lantern that you're that's <laughs> running out of oil at night and you're going to bed. It's, it's, everything has changed so much. And I think the foods that we're eating are satisfying us. Like they exactly. Totally yes. True. Totally yes. true. The foods are designed to trick you to want to eat more. Yes. Yeah. That's a really good point. It's a super good super point. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll just, I'll touch on it really quick. Cause I, I, I like to be done eating by about three o'clock. It goes back to the, to the ring data. Um, when I, when I do that, I have a much deeper quality of sleep. Um, I, I found that digesting food significantly disrupts my body's ability to restore. So, um, I, I've done some week long fasts and things that I have not participated in. <laughs> Freak Erica out. Wow. <laughs> uh, just, <laughs> just really, for a week. Yeah, just to really try things out. I um I'm willing to try try anything as I kind of yeah. seek seek um optimization. So I've done it all. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean that'd be a great topic to yeah. bring in the biohacker. Um, I mean, you're considered a biohacker. You experiment with your body. You try to find ways where, um, you can bring in the most benefits and yeah, well, what's your, so tell us what you feel like a biohacker is and, and when did you start becoming one? Yeah. So I think this is an interest, this is a really interesting question because, before my sickness, I kind of have two different life cycles. So I have this like before sickness and after sickness life cycle. And before sickness, I always was on a quest for really supernatural abilities. So, um, 
<laughs> that Seriously? Be, you like supernatural, like Rage of Lost Ark, looking for the so Lost Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, <laughs> I never, I never was on a quest. I kind of was on a quest for the Holy Grail, I guess. Right, so I felt like if I, I felt like there was the ability for to be, to become immortal in some way, right? To get so healthy that nothing could affect me, and um, I, I really. It ended up it ended up being very detrimental, but I, I sought this this ability to always be the strongest person in the room and just just to have this really different perception of here's where a normal human is and here's where I am. I've changed that perception and I think my new my new thing is to actually fulfill my own personal potential, right? Not try to go beyond my potential, but to find where my potential is and, and bump up against that. Uh, and I think those are really two different things that get confused often. Mm-hmm. So um, I've, it's my opinion that most biohackers are really looking for ways to take where what the natural capabilities are and go beyond them. And I, I've shied away from that that paid a pretty significant price for trying to do that previously. So probably from my freshman year in college to when I got sick, it was pre pre the term biohacker, but I I was tinkering in ways with my biology that um, just ended up being, being damaging. Now it's a different, it's a different play. Um, I'm trying to find ways to maximize my own personal health and lift what what's happening in my body back to what I believe is my normal homeostasis point. Yeah. Sometimes I'm successful at that and sometimes I'm not. So what, um, what have you experimented with that you felt has really been beneficial to your health? So on this front, I, I don't necessarily condone many of the things that I've done. And I, I was in many ways gifted an opportunity to experiment with my body. So my body broke down to the point where it was not really usable. And when your body's not usable, there's not a lot of consequence to your actions. So you're able to try anything. Mm-hmm. So I've tried pretty much pretty much anything and everything that's out there. I think some of the things that have had the most significant effect on me personally, which, which are simple would be like pulse electromagnetic frequency. So this is kind of working with the earth's natural frequency and then amplifying that and bringing that closer to your own biology. Okay. So I have the <laughs> Erica's favorite device that I will um, <laughs> use in bed a lot. And it, what, what it apparently talking? beeps. I don't know. Cause once you put a pillow over your head, you can't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We have yes. to ask Erica. Right. Erica what do you, what's your favorite? Oh, this is nice to go to sleep. Yeah. This is very restorative for me. Um, but that really improved, has, has given me a a different level of, of sleep quality. Um, the, the other, the other simplest thing that gave me the biggest thing was, was experimenting with, with ketosis and a ketogenic diet. Um, and actually combining those with some, uh, growth hormone peptides, which were, 
I, I, there's actually just new research coming out as to why the two things happen. So combining ketosis, combining a fasting state with, um, with growth hormone peptides has recently, like in the last couple of weeks, been shown to significantly increase the myelination of, of nerve pathways. So there's this fatty sheet that covers um, nerve pathways mm-hmm. that helps the electricity of the biomechanical uh, electricity flow through the body. Um, I think there's been some damage in my own my own brain waves, especially around the GL cells. And, and when you get those pathways to function optimally again, you the nervous system works in the way it's supposed to. So those two things, simplest and easiest, I think have given me um, the most progression forward beyond the vibration plate. Cause that was, there was nothing ever that moved me forward more than that. When I first find the vibration plate, I could spend about a minute a day out of bed wow. and I'd get up. I'd just stand on that. And a minute later I get in bed and I just go back to sleep and, and then over time, it got to five minutes and it got to 15 minutes. And then I started going out and doing yoga. And then I bring some yoga back home to the plate. And that's, there's, there was nothing that ever gave me the progression the way the vibration plate The did. vibration plate, yeah. So what's growth hormone peptides? So I'm blanking on the, um, so they're, they're, they're peptides that stimulate the body to produce growth hormone okay. in, a, in a really, in a really natural way. So the way that the body produces growth hormone is there's huge spikes and there's then there's huge valleys in the actual production oh so that comes about with the ketosis basically or is that so it's an it's an injection it's an injection yeah okay it's a a prescription injection that works to signal your body to produce its own natural growth hormone again is it hgh or is it hgh is a synthetic so hgh would be actually adding an exogenous an exogenous version of growth hormone Mm -hmm. where this stimulates your own endogenous version of growth hormone so it signals your um hypothalamus to produce growth hormone where hgh would just give you the the synthetic shuts down your own uh, your own uh it shuts down, or it, but it levels out the. So if you think about it, adding in an exogenous amount of something, your levels are going to stay relatively flat. Mm-hmm. When you use the peptides, you actually get the natural spikes and the the ebb and flow of the way growth hormone works. So the, it's a more natural way for your body to receive growth hormone, which comes in spikes and valleys instead of just one straight line. Gotcha. Okay. So out of all the biohacking, what? what is probably the most interesting device he's come home with and you're like what is this and you see Patrick off to the side with his new device (laughs) which one stands out in your head as like what is going on (laughs) every day something new coming in the mail that's funny Uh, actually it's one that we have hardly used it wound up being more complicated i think than we had anticipated or maybe you had anticipated uh and i don't even know what it's called but it's basically like this whole gadget like helmet it's an eeg with an eeg we have a research grade eeg <laughs> <laughs> so there's like 30 little electrode spots you're supposed to get wired to your brain with all these wires and everything and then it loads into your computer and you play a game basically on the Uh, computer like to like think about move the square that's on the computer and then just you know imagine the word lift 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 and then your brain can actually send a signal through those wires and it'll lift the box on the screen (laughs) 
Is it doing? I mean, is it is it beneficial, or have you guys got not used it enough to? So you know, there's a there's a lot of these devices out there now that are um, they're more at home oriented. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm blanking on some of their names. Like Muse, like Muse. Yeah. yeah. So this is a this is a a research grade version of um, neurofeedback. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we um, we have it, it's it's. <laughs> it's a really complex device. Right. So the setup time is probably about 45 minutes. And, uh, it takes over 15 minutes. We're not doing but that. it's, it's really, it's really an, a, a powerful tool. So if you think of the way, if you, if you watched a baby move when they're learning movement, they're sending out random signals from their brain. And those random signals are creating muscle contractions and things. And over time, they learn that when I send this signal to my finger, it creates a finger contraction, right? But at first they're just sending things out and they're just moving and it doesn't really make sense to anyone because it's not making sense to them. So they have to learn what actual processes of the brain create movement. Beyond physical control of our body, we don't have any way to interface with our brain, right? So we can't actually get feedback from our brain. Our brain doesn't have nerves. Our brain can't send us direct signals. With neurofeedback, you can actually interface with your brain. So we can with with this system, you can actually read all of the brain waves. So you can see where your theta, delta, beta waves are. We can see what's happening. You can see what's out of line, and then you can you can work to tune in to specific frequencies of your brain. And from that response, just in the similar way Muse would do, you can get you can you can get feedback that pushes you towards specific frequencies of brain waves. This just happens to be really really detailed and really really we could we could run studies did, here did you, did you hook erica up to the stuff and then you're doing all the data like analysis and, <laughs> and she's just kind of like okay yeah. it's, a, it's a lot like that yeah that's awesome and that's a pretty that's a pretty out there one for sure <laughs> now, do you have any devices that you actually use, or do you kind of leave that to him and that's his thing? <laughs> um, do you have like the night goggles? I don't have the night goggles. Uh, the, the laser has laser. been a good one. Uh, is this the laser that Tony Robbins talks about? Have you heard that podcast yeah. that I sent you? Yeah. Is that that laser? Yeah. Yeah, tell right. me about that. Yeah. Uh, I've used it just... I should use it more. Yeah. Um, for sure. But little areas that are bothering me. Or, and sometimes uh-huh. being a teacher, too, you like tweak something that you have no idea how it happened. Um, and I've probably done it three times on like a specific injury kind of area. And it really... I mean, just So like the it. wrap? It's, it- it's literally... It looks like a flashlight and you just, so he does, he does infrared. This has infrared Uh and this is a cold laser as well. Oh, cold. Okay. So he does a lot of uh, red infrared light. So red light therapy is a a fun one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, this gives, this does a couple things. So it provides that same red, red light therapy. But it does it with a very specific wavelength. So mm-hmm. we have an 808 nanometer wavelength um, cold laser that helps the body's tissue heal. Um, 
and also has some fun effects on on neurobiogenesis or neurogenesis. So it's it's a it's a little bit deeper level. We always have to, but it's it's <laughs> it's along it's it's along the same lines as like compression and cupping. It's getting it's it's pushing blood flow or nutrients. So something, so you know, the red component of that starts to starts to stimulate blood flow and some different um, chemicals in the body. The actual specific wavelength here stimulates cell production and cell division. So that speeds up the healing response by increasing cell division. No, I know, uh, you know, my son, he burned his finger and we oh, yeah. have something we put on there that yeah. was supposed to increase, you know, like increase the healing. Yeah. It was something that a dermatologist gave us that was for the face after like certain type of chemical peels, uh, peels and things cool. like that. So cool. I don't know, but so I think, um, a question that probably most of your members have thought of and some have probably already asked you, where do you see Vitality five years from now? Do you guys want to stay small and close-knit? Because we love this community, yeah, right? it's an amazing community. I mean, it's so different from going to a gym and just meeting random people, whereas, like, you come in here... You don't spend too much time like chatting and stuff, but it's still you walk in and you feel that vibe. It's the biggest family in Chama. Yes, it's the biggest family. <laughs> That's in a church. It's like a church without the without the preaching. Uh, I mean, but I thought you kind of did a Joel Olstein yesterday in the. Uh, the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. So at the end. So where do you see Vitality five years from now, Erica? <laughs> So I'm a little stubborn on this question because I refuse to look <laughs> five years ahead. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to. It's too much to think about five years from yeah, now. Yeah, that's like a lifelong challenge for me. Um, and I, like, I think it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's good to be able to, like, look far ahead and have a vision. Um, and I think... You never know what life's going to throw your way. And if you right. get too set in, no, this is my plan, right. then you're just going to be really frustrated if it doesn't happen perfectly. Um, so I like to limit myself to a year. Okay. <laughs> so a year. It's now. workable. It's yeah. doable for me. Um, and I think 2018 is really like this year for us to actually decide that. We've gone back and forth a lot and like uh, where we want to take it. And Patrick and I also aren't the best communicators with each other. So we can literally just go like months doing this. And it's like, Oh, where, where is this going? What are <laughs> so, uh, I think we've started to get better at that. And this year is like, we've both discussed, like, this is the year we're going to direct our focus and like, make these uh, longer term plans and have some more ideas. And, you know, it's been four years now. So it's, I think we're at that time because the first couple of years, you're just getting established. <laughs> is this yeah. even going to work? Are people going to like us? Right. Is this going to be a thing? Like, you know, just trying to, yeah, figure out your day to day. Is this doable? Um, at least that's how it was for us because it was just the two of us that started it. Right. So, um, 
And so I think now we're established enough that we can Breathe. look, yeah, look towards <laughs> the future and decide where we want to go. Did, I don't want to Did it meet the, like, your expectations when you, like, uh, as far as the first couple years, did you... Get yeah, the, get you expected to lose a ton of money. I mean, have you, four years ago, five years ago, do you think you'd have this studio be where it is right now? Or do think, I don't think we ever could have envisioned how cool Vitality is. I couldn't. The, the, um, the community that is here right. is so amazingly special. And I, I it, almost every day, and yeah. Forgive me for not making it every day. I just I think about how grateful um, I personally am for how cool the community is, and just what amazing people I've been able to interact with because of Vitality, and and what amazing people get to interact with each other because of Vitality. So I don't think we could have ever. I could have never envisioned the like human connection aspect, right. which is the strongest part of vitality. The strongest part of vitality by far is the human connection. And that's hard to beat. And I think it's the most important thing. Right. So, so I think, and I think the members both agree with that. I think that's, I mean, I've heard, you know, we were talking about this last night, just like we wouldn't have this kind of connection in a, yeah. in a typical gym. I mean, yeah. And I don't know if it's because it's small, it's or if it's you know it's the classes are small, or if it's yeah. just that it's the mentality of the people that are here. I think yeah, it attracts really good people. Yeah, it it does, and I, I I will I think they may make it out in the front someday. So I'm just going to talk about it. One of the things we have is this um, this idea of a membrane, and I think that it's really I'm freaking out. <laughs> it's really important um, that we have the, that I believe that the culture of vitality has has its own membrane and when when somebody with a negative attitude comes into vitality they either have to reframe yeah. their attitude to be involved in the culture or they just go somewhere else right so the culture itself protects the culture mm-hmm. and that is just amazingly important so that's become one of our core values is to really foster that membrane that community because we want every time that everyone comes here for it to be amazing and one person can really detrimentally affect oh, everyone's experience of course so we continually work to make sure that everyone is enjoying their experience because we know that when you're enjoying your experience you help mold and shift the the mentality of your your the mat next to you so if if nine people in a room are happy it's really hard for the 10th person not to be happy right yeah i agree with that so then where do you see yourself? Can you go five years out or are you kind of going your plan too? <laughs> no. Patrick could go 30 years yeah, out. Okay. Fine. You can have <laughs> yeah. I can be like Starbucks. Yeah. We won't be Starbucks. Um, <laughs> but um, so I think we're, we're, we're looking to continually build the community aspect. And I think that's, that's where I think we're, we're really on the same page as it has to, the community has to be able to expand before vitality can expand. Mm-hmm. So how we, how we replicate that community, um, may, may be an impossibility. It, it may not be, I, I don't know that we have exactly figured out how 
the community happened. Um, but I know if we can build the community to a big enough critical mass, we can change the world. So it's about growing the community to a size where we can influence how, how our world is operating and functioning. And that can be the world of the block that we exist on. That can be the world of Chandler. That can be the world of Arizona. Right. That can be the United States. And it can just keep going out and out. Um, so, so what we do like business-wise, and that's kind of a secondary thing. What we're going to follow is how, how we can continue to stoke and build the community so that there's just more awesome people on the planet. That's great. Putting away their shopping yeah. carts. Yeah, putting away their shopping carts. <laughs> I, I, get it in. I think about it every time because I do walk my shopping cart back to where it needs to be. And oh, I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, push it out into another car. Andrew, yeah, yeah. 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 first I've heard of this. I've heard of the membrane. <laughs> when did you guys realize or uh, feel that uh, moment of? I think we've made it. Vitality <laughs> is five years from now. Like, just the first couple of years were scary. Yeah. And you yeah. go in all in, right? It's yep. super risky. And you are you were working other yep. jobs and doing this. And, and you left your whole, like, job-wise. And this was your focus. Mm -hmm. So are you guys able to... Now you've been able to leave, like, the corporate yep. world and come in full-time. Yep. But was there a moment where you're like, you know, this is, this is going to happen? Yeah, for me, it was when I when I quit the corporate yeah. world for the last time. Yeah. Um, so to just be able to say, you know, I, I ended up in a weird position where I had a really, really dishonest person coming in to lead a company that I was really closely associated with. And to not have to be involved in that world was, um, it's amazing, right? Because there are so many people on the planet who are stuck working for people who they, they don't believe in. Yeah. Um, and we, <laughs> to be able to just walk away from that and get to work for Erica was, <laughs> was at home. It's really amazing. So, um, you know, we live a different life now. Like we're, but you got to the point where it's like, I'm so dissatisfied with what I have here. I would rather fail if, if I mean, yeah. at, 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 at what I'm passionate yeah. about than, than succeed at something that I hate. So I've been, I've been really good. I've been really lucky in that I've had a lot of um, financially rewarding historical jobs. Um, and that was, that was fine. But I've also been, I think, I think I'm really good at recognizing that, um, finances are, are probably the least important thing in my, in my world. And, and, and money is the most renewable resource on the planet. So they, they can always print more money. You can always make more money. You can't make more time. Right. So it, it wasn't even that I was like overly dissatisfied. It was just, this is a really bad person and mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be dissatisfied. So yeah. I'm going to move on. <laughs> yes. But have you noticed that, 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 that you that this has helped out the business with you being here full time 
Or are you? I think people could probably argue both ways. <laughs> we were a little, uh, we were like, what is he doing here at 6 in the morning? What's going on here? Yeah. I pop in a lot more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, I admire that. Uh, I feel like, you know, um, yeah, you're right. Why are you going to be out there working with um, someone that has these beliefs that are nowhere close to what you believe in and the dishonesty part of it. Like you want to leave that behind and move forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's great. Taking 10 million pounds off my back. You know? And then how did you feel about him saying, I'm going to come to the studio full time now? <laughs> like, what? We're going to get a car pulled together. We're going to get one car. Yeah. We'll eat breakfast. We'll go to the studio. Yeah, we'll turn on the light. The light will come on gradually at 5 o'clock. <laughs> no, I think it was a really good, a really good thing for a few reasons. I feel like... I recognize this in myself too, from my transition from that serving world, the restaurant world, the late nights, fast paced drinking, all of these things, uh, to the yoga world was for me, this like really tug of war where the more I got into the yoga and you know, all of the whole ethos behind yoga is nothing comparatively to the restaurant world. And so that was like this internal struggle for me. And I saw it a lot with Patrick because he was in this corporate, like sports mentality, like a lot of people that ego, huge egos, a lot of people yeah. making a lot of money and, uh, Competition and then those yoga, it was, I saw that same conflict. And so I think it, there was a lot of frustration and there was a lot of, um, uh, back and forth. So to be able to drop that, I think has been super beneficial for him. Um, and, and then the other thing is more help for me <laughs> in the studio, um, which is, it's great, you know, cause a lot of times he was doing the other stuff. So anything that had to be dealt with would be on my shoulders. Um, and now we can kind of both swap back and forth on that responsibility and it gives me a little bit more time if you know if I want to pursue some things Something. for myself yeah what so this brings like a another question we, we discussed but how, do you guys get time to work out and to you know are, are is your workout basically teaching classes because I know you're here every time I'm here so it's uh, <laughs> unless you guys are doing it in the middle of the night you're going to bed at nine and getting up at five right so when you guys are you guys they run those circles around the mats. <laughs> Haven't you seen them on the camera? Like, That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a, a process. I think uh, the interesting thing, I think that's a little bit misleading for people pursuing their passion is if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Um and it's a lot of work and it's way more rewarding than any other thing you would do, but to keep yourself balanced. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of giving in yoga and, and having mm-hmm. a space like this, that is that safe place for people, which is amazing. And at times it's really easy to just give, 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 and then be like, Oh yeah, <laughs> me. What about me? Um, so it's been a, a process in learning that. Um, 
and I've gotten actually, you know, a benefit is I've gotten a lot better at doing home practices and enjoyed that more. Cause I always used to like to go to classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I just appreciate the quiet space. It's, I mean, it's it nice to be home when you're actually don't have the mind to be home, right? Yeah. Like you want to go back home mm-hmm. and enjoy that space and yeah. And we'll sneak in little vibe times when we can, you know, like yeah. Saturdays after everyone leaves, hop on for 15 mm-hmm. minutes and goof around for and a little while. you guys while. never get to use the, the, the <laughs> you need to put one out there for the instructor. <laughs> um, no, but that's, I always think of it like where he's come up with this new, you know, some new technique or exercise or new, or new uh, prop or something. Yeah. Where is that? Where, where is he getting that? Inf- I mean, where is he? Because they're always pretty incredible, but I'm wondering where, yeah. you know, is it a sales guy? Is it a YouTube video? Or is it you going to a gym on the way home? Or, you know, and just, you know, sand bells or something, yeah. you know? It's yeah, like, yeah, no, it's fair. Um, so we're always, it's just kind of that progression, right? We're always right. looking for ways to make it better and, and more fun and, and more challenging. Um, neither... We'll pop in, so we'll pop into a yoga class at other studios every now and then just to check things out, see what see what yeah. other, other people are doing. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> yeah. um, and at the same time, the truth is, it's it's a it's a challenge sometimes for us to take class here because when we come in, the dynamic of the room changes, yeah, and like s- some some students really like it, and some students really hate it. Because I think there's there's a, a challenge of in people's heads oftentimes where they start watching and comparing. Um, and I hear that a lot, right? Like, oh, great, you're going to set up next to me, <laughs> yeah. so now oh, I have no, to... Oh, no, I have to I practice next to you. I think I sense a... a like the, the instructor and the instructor and the instructors too becomes intimidating yeah. a little when bit. the boss is in the room yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. it's like the the, the school and it's true that's like yeah. the principal yeah. Yeah. Right? our first thing that we tell yeah. everybody is if we come into the room we're the least important person in the room so yeah. Yeah. you're like undercover boss <laughs> like with a mustache <laughs> big, I just take off my hat yeah exactly <laughs> nobody knows who you are alright so that actually Andrew's got to oh no Trish she, she made me ask you this like yeah. what's with the beanie what is with the beanie is it is you hate your hair do you love your hair do you not want to cut it do you because we look at like yeah. she's showing me photos very like very shiny like, look, at this. I mean, look, at, like, look at how like professionally looked here like back in about yeah. four years ago you know with yeah. little feathers <laughs> like, you know, and, uh, I thought it was like maybe he's trying to hold the heat in or something like it probably yeah, does it's not feather, so it's not this is not a biohacking <laughs> so yeah so that is a common thing though right because heating the brain actually creates more um, activity in your brain it's probably detrimental for me because I tend to have an overactive brain. So it's for a couple of things. One, it started as just like this way for me kind of to hide, right? So I have this my own my own conscious, self-conscious awareness and um, it really makes it easy for me. I just put it on and kind of hide behind this little mask. Um and now that my hair is long, it's just, it keeps out of my face. I haven't the found style, a way. The styling tool, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I haven't found a way to keep my hair out of my face that, that works as good as the beating. So until I do that, band. I've tried oh, my no. headband and one, I, I'm not as cool as Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> Bandana. And two, 
It, I haven't found one that no, just works for me. It, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. It's not, like, I kind of want to wear cool. one, but I don't want to look like a hot movie. No, that's a patch of paint. Andrew Watson. I'll take it off in the middle of the lobby, sweat and soap. You know, I'm like, I'll yeah, just, you know, because. I I, um, I, think I encourage beanies for people. Uh, someday I'd like yeah. to have a Vitalian beanie. Nice. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think, yeah. So do we have time for a rapid fire round? Or? Yeah, for sure. Do we have yeah, we have some fun questions. Fire here. away. <laughs> All right, so you guys know how this works, right? We'll ask a question and you don't mm-hmm. think about it. You just say what comes <laughs> in your mind first. All right, so... All right, we got a good list here. A list of rapid fire questions. All right. I'll hand the stack to Andrew here. And some of this you've kind of um, answered through a lot of our chat today. But uh, what job would you be absolutely horrible at? (laughs) (laughs) This one. Anything with math? Oh. <laughs> okay. Most important in a partner, intelligent or funny? Ooh. Thinking too much. Funny. Come on. Funny, really? Uh, intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> Honesty or others' feelings? Ooh, others' feelings. <laughs> that's like well, my, I mean natural thing, I'm right? You guys can't come in in a bad mood, okay. right? I mean, yeah, we don't have bad moods. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So I'll I'll let Andrew um, some because <laughs> I'm looking at things like just, fire just, away. You have to um, fire away. You know, if um, if you guys were gonna other than each other, I mean, besides <laughs> besides from each other, if you had to have to communicate with somebody to get advice, mm-hmm. who do you reach out to? Who's the first person you call? My dad. Ooh. Oh, too much Ooh, thinking, Erica. Too much thinking. Erica's not a rapid. I am not good person. at this. She <laughs> takes months to figure it out. So it's like 20 people she talked to at the supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> My friend Mara. Okay. Favorite junk food? Snickers. <laughs> Ooh, high five. That is mine. I love it. I love it. Trail mix. Trail mix. Okay. With change. the chocolate in it. Oh, yeah. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Hmm. And that's a hard thing. Yeah, that's a fun one. Um, you know, I, I always go back to health. And I think this is actually, it's longer I get it. But I think I'd love to have my health back. At the same time, I needed to have the reset to get my ego checked. So I needed mm. I needed to lose my health, um, but I'd love to have that back to 100%. What about you, Erica? Fear of failure. Which is got to be all the, there all the time with owning your own business. Lots of and, things. Yeah, yeah. Conversations <laughs> yeah. with people, friendships. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Who takes longer to get ready? <laughs> I take Me. 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Erica does not take a long time. Also because I have to feed all the pets. Yeah. You're out in the car, mom. Let's go. Let's go. I'm halfway down the street. I'm feeding the dogs. Um, if you, what's the number one thing on your bucket list that you have that you want to accomplish? We haven't established a bucket list yet. We just we talked about, about it. We were talking about making bucket If there was one thing you could go do tomorrow that... Say cost wasn't an issue, what would it be? 
I want to take Erica to um, France. Nice. <laughs> that was be my, that was another question. Yeah. Okay, well, you didn't know about that, but <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> um, uh, anywhere you could travel in the world, where would you go? Bali is still on my bucket yeah. list. Yeah. That's definitely, I think that's on all of ours. <laughs> um, Here's one, because I do this all the time. You're trying to get out of here after Friday night's <laughs> class. I'm lingering. I'm okay, asking you stupid question. questions. I'm asking you, you know, yeah. pointless questions, right? I think I told you that like 90% of conversations should never actually <laughs> take place. They're there. Yeah. But uh, does that annoy you? Or do you, is, are you waiting at home, like texting and saying, where are you? Like my wife is when I'm sitting here talking to you? I think I think Erica appreciates time away from me. We're together nineteen hours out of the day, so she's she's like, just stay home. And no, I love. <laughs> I'm like, oh good, Andrew's still in the studio. I love I love conversations, so I'm I'm a good conversation is like my dream. <laughs> How competitive are you with each other? Are you guys competitive with each other? No. no, I don't think they preach. They preach the, the non-competitive. <laughs> we can be a little competitive, but yeah. not too bad. I know I'm always winning. Like there's yeah. a color, <laughs> there's a color there's not a, a competition. <laughs> I just always win. Oh boy. Um, just I think there was one on there about the mornings. Yeah, who's a. What, what, what's he like in the morning? Is he Describe up and one word? Of I know he's he's recently gone to you know transform himself to this morning person. Is it what <laughs> like waking that a bear? Or a shift, it? yeah. It used to be just straight to the computer, straight on the phone. Uh, so it's been a good shift. So, hmm, mm-hmm. focused. Oh, that's good. Yeah, one word to describe Erica in the morning. Erica. Bubbly. Erica's bubbly. Yeah. Erica. <laughs> she, she doesn't change. She's always Erica. She wakes up with a smile on yeah. her face. And <laughs> right. Always. That's awesome. Yeah, I think. Um, who's the most famous person that's been to Vitality? Mm. We've had a few pro football players. We've had a bunch of pro football players. We had the number one pick in the 2015 draft, I think, come in to float with us. Olympic diver. Oh, wow. Olympic diver. Mostly sports. Yeah. 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 Hollywood hasn't been here yet. Hollywood hasn't been here. (laughs) If you were going to add a, uh, you know, one area of the, you have the floating, you have the massage, you have the yoga and you have the vibration what is there something that you're kind of yearning to cryotherapy you know know, the helmets that you hear satellite helmet we looked at at cryotherapy um we actually i think we end up liking the compression as a oh yeah as a better tool than cryotherapy interestingly enough um i think we probably had a little more room you want a sauna Oh yeah, I do want a sauna. <laughs> oh, that would be. Can you please just add like a whole spa factor so I don't leave from my chat? Do one of the uh, the those tanks like the the uh, fifty degree, you know, That's pool the, or something. Yeah. You know the yeah. Oh, it's cryotherapy, oh, the, right? It's cryotherapy, but the water therapy. Yeah, I I actually think um, compared to compared to the gas and and water therapy, water therapy is a uh, 
a much more powerful effect. I can say mm-hmm. going in the pool at, at 59 to 60 degrees is a much more intense experience than going in a cryotherapy at, they claim, one Three minus yeah. 180 to minus 250. So um, water, water cold pools are legit and intense. And water in general is therapeutic, too. Right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right, so rainy day couch or sunshine and hiking? Oh. <laughs> hiking. Okay. Gotta get the dogs out. Yeah. 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 You guys don't get a day to choose either one, right? It's, it's vitality. It's pretty rare that we get to enjoy. Yeah. So uh, speaking of that, like, do you guys actually make time for date night? And if you do, what do you do? So we're working on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we really, we really, you know, I, I unfortunately kind of superimpose my um, broken work ethic, which isn't, uh, it's, it, I tend to overwork and overcommit and continually go. And I kind of force that on Erica. Sorry about that. <laughs> so um, <laughs> taking, taking the, my life down to one job has given us a little bit more space yeah. to breathe and move around in and some lateral ability so we've started to really find some time and we're working on committing a couple of a couple of days a month to us time it's a great start it's hard <laughs> yeah it's, i mean it's hard for anybody really it's hard for us like yeah. i mean yes yeah, so. it's hard it's hard life is life is yeah. a, a challenge for everybody it doesn't matter for sure what do you guys like to do? Do you go to a movie? Do you go out and try <laughs> restaurants with the specific diets? Yeah. Or Patrick has this. He like, goes there. Goes, goes to a restaurant. Doesn't eat. Like that's his. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I order food and look at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Smell it and just like you have test yourself. Charcoal water by any chance with some cilantro on the side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. So we've seen like probably less than five movies together in the. We've not been to a movie theater since one of our first dates. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't realize that was my date that I planned. I didn't realize that he does not like going to movie theaters. <laughs> Too much sitting still. Is there like a commitment to being away I'm from things? Way, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, by the time they've done all the opening yeah. stuff and the ending, I'm like, it's four hours. I yeah. could have turned to, you know, pause this, or yes. like stop it four nights in a row and finish the movie, you know? Yeah. Totally. Have you guys been to a concert together? No. Is that true? We went to a flamenco show. Flamenco show. (laughs) Well, Deepo and I have been together almost 15 years, and we're finally going to our first concert. All right. What is it? Maroon 5. All right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. I'm like, yes, we've never been to a concert together. Maybe we should do this. Time flies. Yes. It does. All right. Well, this was amazing. This was super fun. Thank you, guys. Loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. All right. Well, (laughs) how about this? I'll close it up. So um, thank you, Tarina and Andrew, for for, um, speaking as the the voice (laughs) of vitality here. Um, We will be back in two weeks, and we'll talk to you then. Peace. 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 Bye. So that is this week's episode. A huge thank you to their Andrew and Raina for putting up with us in their podcast debut. Um, the last thing that I want to kind of touch on 
our list of things that people are doing that they think are good for them, but are really detrimental. I think this is really important because the amount of effort that people spend um, working on bettering themselves is absolutely immense. And if you're doing things that you think are helping you progress and they're actually breaking you down, tearing you down. Um, it's the worst possible combination. So I'm going to touch on three things that we just couldn't fit in. The, quite honestly, we could go on this list forever. Number one, first and foremost, I think this will shock the most amount of people unless you've ever done a food program with me, and that's chicken. Um, chicken is the least compatible protein for the human body. Um, if you if you feel a cooked chicken breast, you'll know that it has this really significant density. It's very hard for the body to digest. There's no fat content. And chicken just is not, it's not a great source of energy for your body. And it, I think it actually does a ton of damage, excluding the uh, all of the ecological and, and humane damage that, that chickens um, have to deal with. The other two things kind of go together. Number one is antibiotics, Z-Packs, and, and those types of things. Um, you should not be using using uh, drugs as a crutch for your health. Um, the goal should always be to boost your health so that you can overcome anything and everything that comes your way. The antibiotics have become this thing that doctors give patients because it makes them go away. Um, strep throat. I think very few people even understand that strep throat, the natural course of strep throat is about 10 days. Um, if you take your antibiotics, your course of strep throat is seven to 10 days. Um, so there, there are a lot of things that your body is able to deal with. And if you allow your body to deal with it, your body becomes stronger the next time it comes around. You may notice, um, as the as everyone is sick around town right now, there are certain people who just seem to be immune. I would venture to guess that those people have a tendency not to end up on antibiotics and therefore have developed a strong immune system over the course of time. And that same thing on disinfectants. So we've actually gone almost exclusively to the use of probiotic spray as a cleaning source around the studio. Um, instead of trying to rid the world of every possible germ bacteria that there is, we've actually embraced the idea that if we continue to feed a healthy flora, um, we continue to use a healthy probiotic spray around the studio things actually are much better for everyone, for the environment, and the same thing. We don't develop these superbugs that we can't contain and deal with if they ever do wreak havoc on the human population. So those three things I think we just had to get in, chicken, antibiotics, and disinfectants. Um, look into those. Always make your own decisions, but I think you'd be happier if you find a way to get around all of those. That's it. We will talk to you again in two weeks. There are some great episodes coming up. I cannot wait to share them with you.